There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Everybody, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos, bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone, for Pee Wee, my little baby, that beautiful lad, and my beautiful wife, Christina, my fiance, Christina Nemofu, and my rooting, uplifting virtual audience. I really appreciate you all today. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Hello, everyone. Hope you are blessed today. I hope you, the ones that's in Chicago, uh, specifically, beautiful weather today. It's close to 80 degrees in Chicago. Enjoy that weather. Stay out of trouble. Don't drink too much or don't drink at all, preferably. <laughs> but, you you know, you're all adults, you know. But hello, everyone. How you all doing? Thank you for listening to my show. Quick topic, 20-minute quick topic time. I have an announcement on this quick topic time. I'm going to try to keep it at least 20 minutes, Lord's willing, a quick topic. And an announcement, a very important announcement to me. If it's for any, if it's for anyone, it's for me. And I like to be open to my listeners on certain things because you all might be, you all, a lot of you all can relate to what I'm going to talk about right now, or you might be struggling with the same thing that I'm going to bring up and talk about in the next 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's, that's the main thing that I want to get out there. And I want you to understand and I want you to listen very carefully because I'm opening up things about me, about myself and my struggle and my journey. And it's something I have been searching for, trying to put a name to something that I struggled with since I was a little child. And some of you probably can relate to the same thing. Now, what I'm finna talk about, uh, I had some self-evaluation tests, online tests. There was nothing I'd done physically. I'm going to set myself up on that, you know, uh, in the future. But the tests that I, 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 I the tests that I have ran on myself or you can call it a, a, a diagnosis test that I ran, came out like I thought it was, that that it would be rather, in the correct English, <laughs> that it would be, so I'm not surprised. But I just could never put a name to it when I was younger. So what I want to talk about now is something that's very uh, widespread today in children. We all know that. That is autism. 
that's autism. And when a lot of people hear the name or the word or the topic about autism, usually children comes to people's mind, right? Usually children or, or little babies or kids or mid-teenagers or whatever comes to every, most of everyone's mind. And very seldom a lot of people think about adults, you know, and I never really thought about adults myself until recently, you know, I started saying, well, wait a minute, what about adults and everything? With it? Because a lot of these children, I, I never put <clears throat> two and two together, which makes four, but I'm not talking about that. Two and two together that when a child has autism, what, uh, I'm not going to talk about the reason why. We can get into that a lot. But when a child was diagnosed with autism, whatever year it was, a lot of them still struggle with it when they become adults. You know, that's almost like common sense. And sometimes we don't think about that. I know I didn't myself. If if you struggle with autism as, as a child, you know, eight times or nine times or even higher, I don't know, I don't have the full percentage that you might struggle with some of the symptoms of autism even today. Not only autism, but uh, HD, H, I think uh, ADHD, you know. Or this word I just heard of today, neuro, neurodivergent. You know, you might struggle, and I'm going to explain what that means in the best way I can because I'm going to do a little, little, little breakdown of that later on down the line. But for me, and it, these are two of the ones that heard my story. I might have a lot of newbies listening, and I can only I only have about 18 or 17 more minutes to talk about this, but I, I struggled for the ones that know, and the, uh, and these are for the newbies. Growing up, I struggled with mental issues. And uh, now, what is the mental? What was the mental issues I struggled with? You know, I struggled with talking to myself, and you know, and struggled with imaginations. I struggled with different traumas. Uh, believing I or thinking, believing I seen things on the walls and stuff like that. I struggle with fear. I struggle with low self esteem. But I believe those struggles that I struggled with uh, started that low self esteem. So what does low self esteem brings to a lot of people? It makes you angry. It makes you quick tempered and stuff like that because you have a low self esteem. You're very sensitive. You get offended quick. So I struggled with a lot of things growing up. Now some of the struggles I I I physical things that I have done when I struggled, I used to, or I get excited. If I get over anxious when I was growing up, when I, when I got over anxious, whether it's watching a movie, whether it's watching a game or just, you know, by myself, I used to do certain hand gestures that I would twist my fingers together and everything like that, because that brings a certain rush and at the same time, it brought, I don't know, some type of comfortableness in me. I don't know, but I used to just rub my clothes together, rub my hands together, you know. And it was nothing I'd done openly or I didn't, ha or it, it wasn't like I didn't have control over it because I did it just make me feel, made me feel better. The more anxious I get, the more better I felt when I put my hands and I rubbed my hands together. Now, a lot of you never heard this story before, but I'm getting more into this because I like to be transparent to a lot of my listeners so they can know what I went through or what I go through sometimes. And I used to put my hands together and stuff like that. You know, the reason I know it wasn't uncontrolled 
uncontrollable because if someone walked in on me like a family member or anybody seen me doing, they look at me in a real way and they laugh, I would be embarrassed. It would hurt. It would really, it would really, it would really hurt me emotionally, you know. And I would stop because it looked weird to them, and I felt weird. And sometimes I didn't know I was doing it at the same time, but I, I was so much in control that I, I stopped it. But it was kind of a rush. It was kind of a a, a physical and just a mental rush that used to, you know, calm me down or whatever, like that'll make me feel better for one reason or the other. And then, I, you know, I used to fantasize a lot. I used to make my, you know, I can read a book, man. I, I tell you, I can read a book and I could put faces on a book, man. I can just read a book and I can look, I can imagine how to, oh, I put my own character looks on it. And a lot of you probably done this, but I'm just talking about me now. I can put my own character faces on there or, and that made me more like artistic because I was a very good drawer growing up. I could have went to an art school and I used to draw very good, but my drawing was very different and my art was very different and, and the things I used to create was very different. Those are good things. The negative thing about when I was growing up, though, uh, you know, in that situation, the negative part was when I get out of that situation or that struggle mentally, my body physically would be very drained and my mind would be kind of numb. My body would be physically drained and my mind would be kind of numb when I get out of that situation, what I was struggling with, okay? And, uh, <clears throat> that's how deep I used to get to it. You know, you ever heard, of, heard of the thing out of body, out of mind or out of mind, out of body. I really was into what I, uh, imagined what was, I used to fantasize movies. I used to fantasize characters. I used to fantasize different things, people that I knew, you know, and I put them in pictures. I put them in movies. And it's all in my head. And it was my own movie. Sometimes I would do this hours at a time when I'm by myself because I was conscious enough that I, I couldn't do it in front of everybody. But it, it was like a high to me. It was maybe because I was so closed in and so much, I was so much of an introvert then. It was like a high to me. It kept, a, it kept me, it kept me energized and kept me like a rush. It was like a rush to me, you know, and uh, at that time. So the negative part about them, when you do things like this, and I only have a little time to talk about this, uh, when you, when you, when you struggle with something like that and somebody happens to walk in on you, and they don't know what's going on because it looks weird to them. It looks strange because it's abnormal to uh, a, a, a person that don't struggle with nothing like that. Okay. And out of ignorance, the majority of the people laughed at me, even family members. And I'm not mad at them because they didn't know no better. Laughed at me, you know, and the more people laughed, the more it hurt. And I cried to myself and stuff like that, you know, and it hurted me. I also struggled. Besides that, I struggled with, uh, uh, I forgot the word, hallucinations, seeing things on a wall and developed and all kind of weird things and stuff like that. And I had a lot of attacks. I struggled with phobia. I had attack on an elevator before and stuff like that. I could not be closed in. And all of this stuff probably had to do with the same thing. Now, through all that struggle all the way up to my adult years, I, I don't do a lot of that now, but I still, once in a while, it tries to sneak back in, but not as much. Thank God for that. So 
I'm letting you know. Once in a while, it does try to sneak back, sneak back in when I get overexcited or I get into something too much when I get the rolling, you know. But the thing about it, what hurt me more than anything was the people laughing at me, especially family members, even though they didn't know no better, you know. Like I said, I can turn it on. I can turn it on and off. Sometimes I could be watching something, and somebody will catch me saying, "Joe, what's wrong? Why are you getting all like that?" And I didn't even know I was getting that excited then. You know, I get I get the touch of my clothes and rubbing my hands or whatever. You know, but I'm a, I'm gonna let you know. I finally found out. Thank God. It I almost gave shed a little tear about it. But this is something I had to search for. And when you searching for something that you struggling with ain't got nothing to do with alcohol. See, my my main battle was never alcohol or gang banger, gang banging or my other struggles that I struggle with. My main struggle in life was with this mental struggle that I couldn't put a name on. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you do. Was this in a struggle I could never put a name on it or what people say you could never put a face on it? Please give me about five more minutes to get this out because this is very important. I like to get things out. Not everything, but I like to get things out. So with all that said, you know, and I, I, I put my laundry out there. I wouldn't call it dirty laundry. I just put my laundry out there, you know, in dry cleaning fashion. You know, I struggled and still sometimes struggle with that issue. So I started when I got when when the Lord saved me, when I became a Christian, I, I wasn't ashamed of this anymore. I had testimonies about this battle. I talked to my ex-pastors about that struggle and everything. And I talked to many people about the struggle. I can, oh, I can talk about it boldly now because I'm not ashamed of it now. I use it as uh, a motivational tool to help others and also to lift myself up because I know I'm not the only one that struggles or struggled with that situation, but the only difference was I never had a name for it back then. My parents never didn't know, you know, far as I know, they didn't have a name for it or nothing like that. But what does have to do with autism? What does this have to do with ADHD? What does this have to do with uh, uh, neurodivergence or something like that? It's such a long name, I'll have to give it a nickname. Neurodivergence. You know, what they got to do with each other? Because when I took Today, uh, the seventh, when I took those tests, free tests that they give you, it's not a diagnosis test, but it's just like they call it, what they call it, the spectrum or the stages that's showing signs of these things. When I took those tests, you know, for that, I didn't doubt the tests because I looked at a few videos and most, a lot of these videos, especially the last one I looked at, my answer was right there, and I almost shared a tear because I see, wow, I finally have an answer to what I was struggling with. And I I, I, I always mostly came to a conclusion that I have some type of autism. I knew that because I have so many symptoms of autism, adult autism, you know. You know, I had a sense of child, but I'm an adult now, 58 years old, that I had autism, some symptoms of autism, quite a bit of symptoms of autism. And there's different factors of autism. But I also have symptoms of ADHD because what also affected me growing up, I had a hard time concentrating. 
when someone talked to me. I had a hard time learning how to tell a time. I could not tell time. I think I was about my mid-teens when uh, when you looked at the little hand and the big hand. I have a hard. I had a hard time putting no putting time together. I had a hard time learning how to tie my shoes. I couldn't comprehend a lot of things. That's why I could not concentrate in school. That's why I only went to the ninth grade because my attention span was very bad, not because I did not want to learn. I couldn't just connect and put things together, especially mathematics. Now, some kids and people with autism, they're good in mathematics. It was the opposite with me. I was good in reading. See, some kids I was good in mathematics. My, I, I was good in reading, you know, far as that, you know. I might not have been good with punctuations and syllables and uh, periods because that was a little too something I really, it, I couldn't connect all that together until now. Uh, punctuation marks and, you know, and stuff like that, you know, pronouns and adverbs. I, I, I didn't know nothing about that. I couldn't connect those together, but I did know how to read. But what the problem with that, then I can write a letter, but it would be a bad letter if a good writer looked at it because I would have, I wouldn't know how to punctuate and, you know, none of that stuff. You follow what I'm saying. But I could read. But I couldn't read. I struggled with a lot of this, so it affected my school, and I only went through the ninth grade. I tried to go through a GED. I tried several times through that, but my patience dried up. Why? Because it didn't, I didn't have the passion when it came to the things I always had trouble with or I feared, which was mathematics and drafts and stuff like that. I, 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 I got away from that because it was just too much. You know, I could have done it, but I didn't I didn't have that drive. I didn't have that passion for that. So ninth grade, as far as I went, but I always knew, thank God I always knew how to read. Now, that I believe, and I'm not diagnosing, and, you know, a psychologist or psychiatrist, but the stuff that I looked up, uh, I, I have no doubt that I suffer with those things, even a neurodivergence. And and I was listening to this young lady. Now, I haven't been diagnosed with this by no psychiatrist, but you can self-diagnose yourself by going and looking at the studies. You can self-diagnose yourself. These days, thank God for YouTube and other places like that, a lot of free stuff they got for you. You can self-diagnose yourself. And I'm going to do another uh, chapter on this, you know, because it's going to take more than what I thought. You know, I, what I said 15 minutes, I find out here it's going on 20 minutes now. I said 20 minutes, but it's over 20 minutes. So... Well, I'm going to finish up, but what I want to want everybody to understand and, you know, and I'm letting myself out there when you, you got to want to, when you searching for about something in your past and many people went through this, when you searching about something in your past, nobody's going to do it for you. When you're searching about something within your past, you're trying to put a face or a name to something that you have been struggling with for years, for years since childhood. You want to know what was it? You should want to know. You should want to know. Now, I believe, by the grace of God, I believe I have found a name and a face for it. It is autism, and it could be ADHD. See, uh, Neurodivergence, you can look that up yourself. Neurodivergence, it's just like, it's almost like it's a full package. They got so many names for a lot of things, but basically they're all close to the same thing. They're just different people uh, 
have different reactions and different things they do. Okay, so I'm gonna. I, I've been looking into that. Not, uh, not. I ran these tests, and I almost, like I said, shared a tear because a lot of things that these people went through, I go through. I went through it. I struggle with. And I would even went to the hand part. Why do I twist my fingers? Why do I get I get so excited about everything, especially growing up? Not as much now, but especially when I was younger. You know, that's also a sign of autism. They call it stemming. And next on my next show, I'm gonna get into stemming. And I'm going to get into different things, and it might help people that's listening to me, you know, about your struggles. Now, I'm going to get a real, I wouldn't call it real, physical, um, you know, diagnosis. I'm going to set myself up to a doctor and do a test and whatever like that. You know, I'm not going to take no medications or none of that. I don't need that. You know, I just want to put that name on there so I can know, so I can know what to do and I can help others on the long run. You know what I'm saying? So, but I took the pretests and according to the pretests, I have symptoms of autism and a little bit of symptoms of ADHD, attention span and stuff like that. I have the, I got those symptoms and everything. So I already kind of figured out I had, I was, I had some autism. Now, how did I get autism? I don't know. I'm not going to get into that right now, you know, but you know, I struggled with autism when I was younger and I believe it's for adult, but I'm going to get a real di- a, a physical, you know, clinic diagnosis. And I'm going to keep you guys updated on what's going on on that, going on on that. That's part of of my strengthening myself mentally, finding out, you know, what's, what went on with me, what's going on, why do I do the things that I do? And it's usually always an answer. Why do I do the things or done the things that I have done? And why, when I get upset and everything like that, you know, I get you know, sensitive about certain things. Even even today, sometimes it sneaks back on me, and it sneaks up on me even more because I'm I finding myself in the stress mode with these last few years, with all been going on with the pandemic and everything, and living situations and all kind of stuff. You know, not job I always was working, but there's other things that I struggle with. Besides that, I believe it has to do with my situation growing up. So I'm going to keep you guys focused on that because I'm going somewhere with this. And I'm going to let you know by the grace of God, you could be struggling with something, but God is like the footprint in the sand. He walks you through that. It might never get tucked away and I might never be delivered from it, but that's okay. But God, that's okay. I'm still going to do what God has me to do because his strength is always made perfect through my weakness. That was not only for the Apostle Paul. That's for any believer that's saved, okay? So I'm going to have some more talk. I'm going to get into some more about that, about myself. And maybe, you know, you guys have some some similar things or whatever to talk about your situations when it comes to autism or ADHD or neurodivergence. Probably never heard of that. Look that up. I just heard about that today. And I'm glad that I researched that because I want to know what's going on with me. What what's what's the real deal? I wanted that find that name to put on my condition because it is a mental condition. I wanted to find out what was my condition, and I believe I have no doubt autism is one of them. Autism is one of them because I have too many symptoms of autism. Okay.
Until then, I'll talk to you guys later, all right? Salvation is today. Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, if you believe what he done on the cross. His death, burial, and resurrection is the only way to be saved. The gospel of salvation could be found in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4 for salvation, okay? God bless you all. You believe that sincerely, you will be saved. And always remember this, and I'm going to leave you with this. You do not have to be saved for your sins to be forgiven. Your sins already have been forgiven. Now the doors are open for you to be saved. God bless you. Peace out. Left out, baby. Until next time, I'm going to continue and piggyback on my journey with autism. God bless you all. Peace out. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.